the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investments in your retirement as always on the Max Out Savings Show. A show about savings, how to save, and then how to invest. It in our motto and our philosophy is to is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth. We've been talking about it over for over ten years here in Houston, Texas, and we got a quite a show to talk about here today. We're going to be talking some about what's happening with the markets. Why is the market hitting new high? What's going on there? Uh, we're going to be talking some about uh, actually taxation of of gold investments. We get there's a lot of people investing in gold out there. I thought we'd run through some of that. We're going to be talking some about the markets, uh, talking some about IRA beneficiary forms. So so we, so we've got quite a bit to talk about here on the show today. Uh, the in the world today, you can the. The most powerful saving tools out there are 401k, 403b, your 457, your 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 qualified savings programs, and and it's just there's not been a bigger wealth building vehicle in, in the world has ever seen, and, and so you can put away eighteen thousand dollars in your 401k plan plus another six if you're over over fifty, and so this really is a, is a huge. Uh, it's a huge wealth builder, but the real power of a 401k plan is is the is the income based savings, which simply means every single paycheck you put a little bit more away. I mean, it, it's almost like the most powerful thing in the world is the compounding of money, according to Benjamin Franklin. It's the same thing with these programs, and this is why we always start out. I, I look, what I find is is wealth building tends to be pretty simple thing it's 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 really not tremendously complicated yet but you've got to do the simple basic building blocks to get you where you want to be so if you're not at 10% plus the company match it's important to put away savings if you're if you're under if you're under your savings rate uh boosted up we see people all the time they're they're a little under their savings rate and all they have to do is boost it up, and they're actually saving a lot of money. But I really like to see people putting it in that 401k plan because that, that's where we – after being in this business for over 25 years, we see where people get results, and that's where it is. And that's why we always talk about it on the show. Uh, the uh, – you know, there, there was a study out uh, of the Wall Street Journal – and uh, they they looked at these negative savings rate. Actually, it wasn't a study; it was a story. And they're finding out that uh, that that negative savings rates 
uh, ne- negative interest rates or low interest rates are hurting the savings rates. Uh, in the world today, uh, a month ago, we had the lowest 10-year, 10-year Treasury bond yield in the history of the United States of America. Uh, we've had some of the lowest rates around the world in in not modern history, but pretty much going back to ancient history. It, and, and this is a result of a revolutionary Federal Reserve and central banks around the world have sort of stepped in and said, look, let us take over. Let us centrally do some central planning of the asset markets. And, and we think we can control the economies and generate growth. It's turned out to be a massive failure. It, it, it's it, this is This is an experiment that's going on for uh, since you could say from 2008, quite frankly, it's been since two, 1999 when when uh, Ben Bernanke, the architect of this, came, uh, put it together. Greenspan was the the central ba- the uh, chairman of the of the Federal Reserve at the time, but Ben Bernanke's the architect of this, and it has been a massive systemic failure across the board. We've had the the worst recovery since the 1930s. We have thousands and millions of Americans out of work. We have the lowest lowest labor participation rate in decades and and we have people uh the average college uh, the average high school educated person uh hasn't had a real raise in since two th- since 2000 and uh uh about 2001 uh and, and the average person working person with a college degree hasn't had a real wage increase inflation adjusted since 2008 this has been a massive Failure and 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 so the research is showing they're out there looking at this and they start out with this German lady and she's like well I don't know what to do I'm getting negative rates at the bank so she's buying gold uh, she's put taking out cash people are taking out cash putting it in safety deposit boxes they don't know what to do with their money uh, and uh, in, in the next couple of weeks we'll be talking about the big changes in money funds here where we're getting huge huge changes in money funds coming up in October. We'll be talking some more about that, but but uh, so the savings rates, people are getting nervous. They're frightened. They don't want to do. They don't understand the revolutionaries at the Federal Reserve, in with these low interest rates, and so so they're more nervous. So savings rates are going up around the world. In Switzerland, it's the Swiss are saving over twenty percent. Uh, the Germans, I think it's 10, 10, 12 percent, over 10 percent. The Swiss, uh, I mean, the Swedes, I think, are 12 percent. The, the U.S., those savings rates have been going up. People are increasing their savings rate because they're not getting the return on their money because of the record low interest rates. And in the United States, our savings rate is about 5.2 percent. It's still it's 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 even it's creeping up a little bit. So the savings rates have been increasing as the interest rates went down. That's not what they expected. What they expected was people would start spending more money because the rates are lower. It's not translating. It's a failed policy. And and so we're going to and so we're seeing some of this stuff start to work out in the market makes it a tough place to invest. I mean, you've got to be on your toes and you have to really know what you're doing to stay ahead of this market. But but I, I bring this all up for you to understand the world we live in today is radically different than anything it's ever been. And it's because of Federal Reserve central bankers, it, it, not just Federal Reserve, but central bankers around the world. And the, and the problem we're running into is the policies are failing now. And that's what we that's when you got to keep your guard up. So something to think about uh, message is that low interest rates and zero interest rates are leading people to save more money, not what the research said they were going to do. Uh, and how does this affect what it affects you us because we're getting so such low rates on on, on uh, money funds are yielding virtually zero uh 
the uh, they're going to float money market funds here shortly in October. So you're going to have to have your guard up and understand what type of money fund you're in. This is going to get more complicated. We're going to be writing about that in our Max Out Savings Report. Uh, it, it also means that that stock prices have gone up. This is why the markets are sort of hitting new highs. We're at a turning point right now. The Federal Reserve policy is failing. We're going to have a new president, either Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Donald Trump is more of a hard money guy. He's somewhat suspicious of the Federal Reserve. Uh, the you know what's going to happen there? We have we have China is still severe problems in China. The massive debt bubble, unlike anything seen in world history. Uh, Europe Europe is a complete basket case. The the German Deutsche Bank is, has been up until last week or two was hitting new lows every single day, and now they need I think another sixteen billion dollars worth of capital to keep them afloat. Uh, and and around the world you have central bankers now trying to buy stocks <clears throat> to hospitals to prop up the markets to make things to make people feel better. A uh, disconcerting thing is the is the Swiss National Bank is is buying stocks. They, they, their currency they have to buy a lot of. Uh, they, they they're trying to sell their currency down, and it just keeps going up. And they get all these dollars in in yen and euro. And, and what they're doing is they're converting that to stock. What that's telling you is the Swiss are increasingly worried that those dollars, yen, and euros might not be worth something, and so they're buying stocks. This is something we want to keep an eye on. We're going to talk about that here in the in, in the future. But uh, the under, understand the, the world we live in today is uh, understand the world we live in today uh, is uh, very uh, very fluid right now, and, and so it's an interesting time to be investing. You have to have your guard up. You've got to ha- be much more defensive, and so we write a lot about that in our Max Out Savings Report. By the way, I, I just sent out the Max Out Savings Report last week. I think it was last, it was last Friday, wasn't it? I think it was. Yes. Oh, and uh, the title of an American Brexit. Look, this is something we've been talking about. Listen to the show. Know that we've been discussing this American Brexit for a while. Uh, What what this is, is is sort of a theory that the American people are really getting somewhat fed up with, with what's going on in Washington. They've had it with people telling them what to do analyzing every part of their life, coming up with ideas of what they should do, passing laws on what they can eat, what they can't eat, what kind of car they can drive, where they can go to school, what they're taught in school, in every aspect of their life, similar to what's happened in, in Europe. And they're tired of a political correctness where they're afraid to say anything because someone's going to uh, – actually, it's not they're going to sit there and claim – that 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 they're racist, homophobic, this, that, and the other. It's really being used to sit there and tamp down dissent uh, against what's going on in the world uh, from from Washington and other places as they seek to increase power. In and 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 what we're seeing is what happened in 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 England was the the the, the British had an opportunity to vote to leave the European Union. And, and and so the vote was going along, and it looked like it wasn't going to win. It looked like it wasn't going to win. But the but the anti-British, the anti-Euro people, the rallies were really big. The the people to stay in the in the in the Euro were kind of small, and there wasn't. It and you could see it, it was starting to gain momentum over there. Well, 
the European Union had a lot of opportunities in the months leading up to this to make some changes to say, look, we're going to get tough on immigration. We're going to review regulation. Maybe it's gotten a little out of control in Europe. We're going to try to simplify things for the for the working man, the common man uh, in, in, in the in the in Europe and in England and throughout Europe and try to make some changes. These people in Brussels were so arrogant, they made no attempt whatsoever. And what happened? The British voted to leave. And we're seeing the same thing happen in Washington, D.C. We're dealing with such an arrogant aristocracy up there that they feel they have to make no changes. They feel they, they, you know, they know how to run the country and know what's best for the country. And so now what what I believe we're seeing happening here, and this is important for you, for your investments, is is an American Brexit, where uh, people in the United States go, look, uh, we're tired of this, we're done, we want out. And who's the vessel for that? It's Donald Trump. Donald Trump comes along, and, and, and you know he beats sixteen challengers. He's, you know, he's done a heck of a, you know, and by the way, that was as good a group of people we've ever run for president in this country. I promise you, there's not, you go back through history, we've not had 16 people of that caliber run in this country at one time. And so, but Donald Trump beat him because he said he's going to sit there and get tough on trade, get tough on immigration and do something for the working people in this country. And the working people believed him. And so we've been talking some on the show uh, uh, about one of our, our theories out, and, we, and we're writing some about this in, the, in our, our Max Out Savings report, which you can get by going to maxoutsavings.com. But what I've been saying the last show was, and in the, in the most recent report, is look, we said this last week, it's two weeks, I think uh, two weeks ago, it's two weeks, it's 10 days. It's about another week now. If, if Donald Trump can get through the next week, the Republican, con- the Democratic convention came out, typically you get a bounce. The, the, the media, the East Coast elite media basically knows they've got two weeks to knock off Donald Trump. They threw everything they could at him. There's never been a presidential candidate in the history of the United States that's taken the hits in the media that Donald Trump has. The Washington Post wrote 18, put 18 anti-Trump stories on their website in one day. And they keep coming at him, coming at him. They want it, now, basically, they want to kill off Donald Trump. This is the media's opportunity. They're throwing everything they can at him. He has to survive one more week, and I think he's got a very, very, very good chance of winning. If they can't destroy him, now's the time they're doing. This is why you see the Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN, all these people just coming at Trump, hammering Trump, hammering, because they know that Hillary's getting the bounce right now. If they can convince the American people Donald Trump has no chance, they're going to they're going to get their person, the elite media's person, Hillary Clinton in there, and the American people are going to get screwed in the deal. So we got to watch for a week. We need to see what Donald Trump's going to do over the next week. It's going to be very interesting. I think if he survives the week, I think he's got an extremely good chance of winning. Now, we're going to be talking about this and some more stuff about your IRA. We're going to be talking about taxation of gold. We're going to be talking about what's going on with these markets right after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? 
not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. I was 35 when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. My ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I felt hopeless. He called Elite Rehab Placement because I couldn't make the call. I was ashamed. I was given skills to manage my sadness and my anger. And more importantly, I'm three and a half years sober. I'm so grateful for all their help. And all it took was making one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-819-8315-800-819-8315-800-819-8315. That's 800-819-8315. I'm Hugh Hewitt. This week in the Town Hall Review, Donald Trump speaks out on his chances 90 days out from the election. I've always been, it's always been stated that I have the great temperament because I have a winning temperament. I've been winning all my life, and that's what I do is win. We'll cover that and much more. Join us for our program and visit our new website at townhallreview.com. If you missed the big stories this week, you can catch up with Town Hall Review, Sunday mornings at 6 on AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioca. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you've got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Saving Show. That's 713-339-1070. Uh, if you'd like a copy, like to get on our mailing list, we've got thousands of people on pe- thousands of people on the Max Out Saving Peoples, on the Max Out Savings report list, uh, just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up. It's a free report. Uh, Most recently, we talk about uh, the American Brexit. We talk about why did Uber uh, leave China? It's a bigger story than we think. And we we, we talk about how no American company, they have very, very difficult time getting into China because China is not playing by, by the rules. They're cheating. But we all know that. Uh, you know, why do I write about this? It's so obvious. Hey, hey, look, I try to write about stuff in the report on savings and investments, ideas, common 401k mistakes. In 2007, we were writing about why the investment, the investment banks, were, we said they were going to fail. And we said why it was going to happen. That was extremely controversial at the time. No one was saying that. Now everybody's uh, out there predicting the next problem all over the place. Look, no one even thought it could happen then. Uh, so we, we we really stay on top of stuff. And then we write about stuff that other people aren't writing about, other things that, that people aren't really talking about. We, you know, we write about the, the, the thing with Uber. I mean, I, I know everybody knows this, but it, it's China just doesn't play fair. We write it. We explain it, how all the American companies are leaving China. Of China, All the, the Internet companies can't get into China. And, uh, and, and we write about this because we have to eventually put policies in place to protect the United States against these basically very aggressive uh, mercantilists in places like China that, that it's just a one-way street. 
Uh, and so we write about that stuff. Uh, we write about we write about the markets in, in there. It's called the Max Out Savings Report. It's a free report. Just go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and you can sign up for it. Uh, that's maxoutsavings.com. If you have a problem with your savings, if you if you're rolling over your four hundred one k, need some help. That's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. And our our day job is is, is we we manage uh, money using our value investing approach to the stock and bond markets. So if you need some help, uh, go to the website maxoutsavings.com, and you can also sign up for a an appointment with me, and I'll sit down with you and show you what we do. Huh. where to go now? The uh, See here, you know, interesting story. Uh, Macy's this week uh, announced uh, earnings. The uh, weren't that great, but they earning they claim Macy's is turning around. They, they've got over seven hundred stores. Macy's is going to close a hundred stores. In this was, of course, viewed by Wall Street as a great deal, and the stock went shooting up. Uh, oh, and you know, only in the United States of America. Could we have Wall Street getting all types of favorable treatment, particularly from the Federal Reserve that does everything they can to help them out? And yet Wall Street over the last eight years has done more to to lay off workers, cut R&D, eliminate CapEx, quit building factories, moving factories overseas than any time in the history of the world. and, you know, if you're the CEO of the company and you're given a bunch of stock options or your performance is, is based on uh, based on stock price uh, on a quarterly basis, look, the best way to get your stock price up is go around firing a bunch of workers and closing down plants. It's, it's pretty pathetic. Uh, it's genuinely pathetic. But uh, that's the world we live in. But the reason I, I wanted to bring this up to you is, Head of Macy's, very smart guy actually, and he he's done a good. I don't, I'm not really picking on him. I mean, he's got to do something, but he made a point. There's seven and a half square foot of retail space in the United States per person. These are approximate numbers. Uh, I kind of going off of memory here. There's about one and a half, one and three quarters square foot of retail space in Europe and elsewhere in the world. So we are way over retail space. There's too many retails tailors in the United States. Now we have the most powerful consumer. Uh, our consumers about three sixty three percent of the economy. I, I want to say China is thirty three percent. So there's a difference there. But this is one of the trends we're seeing going forward. And it's, but it, there's so many retail space, so much retail space out there. It's it's coming in, and that's probably not good for the retail market overall and commercial real estate. This is something that's going to be bear watching. You're going to see you're seeing a bifurcation. High quality stuff is selling for very big premiums. Low quality stuff is selling at big discounts. Uh, but but that's sort of what we're looking at. And this is all. So we're over. We have three, three to four times, uh, four to five times as much retail space is elsewhere in the world. And now with the Internet coming on in Amazon, uh, there's less demand for the retail space. And that, that's leading to a problem. So something we're going to have to watch. Closely. By the way, if you have a, a question or comment, 713-339-1070 here on the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, I wanted to touch base. We get a ton of questions on gold on, on the show. Uh, the, for our clients, we're in the ETFs. We're also in gold stocks, among uh, other stocks and bonds and all types of other stuff we're in. But uh, this is a question a lot of people don't really understand is taxing of of gold. Uh, 
if you own a uh, if you own gold coins and you own them for a couple years and you have a thirty percent profit and you sell it, that's not a long term capital gain. And the reason is gold and silver are are classified as collectibles, which means they're they're not taxed. You don't get capital gains treatment. Instead, they're taxed at a twenty eight percent rate. Uh, which is which so there's not a, there's kind of a tax disadvantage is uh, to gold it, now one of the thinkings there is is instead of getting interest on your gold it's appreciating with inflation and so if you would have put the money in a money market for instance you would have gotten income coming in that would have been taxed at ordinary income uh, so this is there's it's kind of a, a a split for it's a better deal for higher income people because it's at the twenty eight percent. But understand, if you own gold or silver, the bullion, you're only going to get your tax rate. You're not going to get the long-term capital gains tax rate on that. Uh, it's somewhat of a tax disadvantage. Now, here's the deal. The IRS has, has done some private letter rulings, and they have said that ETFs, gold and silver ETFs, are not collectibles. So if you own those, those are, are, are long-term capital gains. And so uh, you, you have an advantage there. Uh, some of the the uh, the S the the GLD is the gold big gold ETFs. SLV is the silver ETF. The, the the ETFs you have a lot more flexibility to get in and out quickly at a very low cost. Your your cost to move in and out of gold is 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 much higher uh, the, than that. Uh, in an IRA, you cannot own gold bullion. You can own most gold coins. The exception to an IRA is you can own U.S. American Eagle gold coins and silver coins. So the only thing you can own in an IRA is U.S. American Eagle and uh, gold and silver coins in an IRA. Otherwise, they're they're not allowed in there. So in that case, you buy the gold and silver ETFs in there, or you buy the the gold and silver mining companies in your IRA if you want gold exposure. Uh, if you if you own a futures contract in gold, uh, you buy a couple contracts to buy I don't know thirty thousand ounces of silver of gold or whatever, uh, that is taxable at at a sixty uh, percent long term rate, forty percent short term rate, irregardless or regardless of how your holding period. So if whether you hold it one day or five, or two years, it's the same tax rate for the futures. So the futures tax rate is different from the bullion tax rate, which is different from the ETF tax rate. So understand with gold, uh, you've got a number of different ways. Typically for the physical metal, that the physical part, oftentimes you should have an emergency supply if all else fails, so to speak, that, that you know, I, I've two, three, three and a half percent of your portfolio in a safety deposit box, uh, and then if you want other gold upon uh, in addition to that, then look at some of the ETFs. Uh, look at uh, you can look at the different coins or bullion, but typically uh, or the gold mining stocks. That's uh, gold has been one of the top gold and silver been one of the top performers year to date uh, overall. They've been very very good performers, and so uh, looking for some type of correction in here very near term with that sector. Uh, we'll have to see. And so I think it's going to get pretty interesting overall there. The uh, Looking at the uh, – uh, oh, by the way, 
I, I still get a lot of questions also on what I think of gold or silver. I think right now, I think you're near a, a correction in, in both metals. Uh, I think I think we're looking for some type of currency failure or to avert the currency failure or restructuring of the global financial system. When that happens, that should be your big run-up. That should be another huge run-up in gold uh, in, in the future. It's hard to predict exactly when that's going to happen. Uh, but but this is something we're we're looking for uh, the to see happen and so that's that's I, I still think the gold and silver bull market is in place I think it is intact and we're going to see this thing move higher the that, that's sort of my thinking on gold and silver uh, oil uh, we get a lot uh, uh, right now we're short the, we've been short or hedged the oil stocks in our portfolio. We've, we've been hedged since about $50. Uh, the head it's, it's really hedge hasn't worked out real well because the stocks have held up better than I expected on a, on a pretty substantial pullback. I, I think it's just going to take time. And this is one thing the, the people, the people in the oil and gas sector, uh, and all the pundits really have just missed this recovery in oil. Uh, they've been calling for, a bottom in oil prices. We wrote in September of 2014. I want to say September, uh, maybe August, uh, that oil when it when it was at 98, that oil was going down. We've been writing about it. Uh, we've been saying it's going to take longer than people think because there's so much uh, there's so much new capacity from the shale fields, uh, and, and really a lot of people just flat out miss this. They've been calling for rebounds in oil since literally since September. When, when of 2014, when it broke 100, they were projecting a bottom at $95, and 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 it's been I've been hearing this the whole way down. The the problem I still see with oil is just massive amounts of supply, and now we have massive amounts of gasoline in addition to a lot of supply of crude oil, and that's dragging down the market. This week I came across a story that Mexico is rumored to have put in big hedges when oil was at $50. We we know the. Uh, a lot of the American companies, particularly some of the the midsize, were really was really hedging out their their production at fifty dollars, because the, if they're Kate, you can make some money at fifty dollars. At at twenty seven dollars, we were going into bankruptcy, so maybe we ought to just you know cover our you know uh, our bets, so to speak, and, and really protect the company. You saw a lot of people do that at fifty. That's why we really didn't think it would go. Uh, our target. Uh, about a month ago was really fifty three to forty three into year end uh it dipped got close to forty dollars the other day, which is a little under our target uh but i i i don't see just a big comeback in oil just there's just so much so much supply out there in this this world economy is 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 just Barely teetering along with very little growth in Europe, uh, half a percent growth, uh, recessions in much of South America. Nobody knows what the hell is going on in China, and uh, the in the United States is picking up a little bit. So, so that that's kind of what we're looking for there uh, on oil. I, I still think the big oil stocks. I, I the problem these guys are running into now, if you listen to those conference calls, they're not making money in refining. The before, when oil was way down, they were making a lot of money on the refining business, and, and that kind of held it up. Now they're not making it on the upstream, which is the production side, or the downstream, which is refining and marketing. It's much tougher. So I think I, I still think we're kind of in a down phase in that sector of the market. So that that's sort of our outlook. Uh, the, the markets overall... Uh, 
this is a tough one right now. Here's the situation. In the world today, we have a presidential election coming up. And that makes it very difficult to see what's happening with the markets because the Democrats in the in the media are trying to paint the economy in much better shape than it is. It's not that good a shape. The numbers haven't been that good. The the, the inflation numbers weren't good. The, the A lot of the numbers, the industrial production numbers have been terrible, but they're trying to paint it good. So, it's, so people, are, there's a lot of confusion now, but understand what you're seeing is a lot of of false information to make the economy look good so Hillary Clinton gets elected. Let's take a call from Larry. Hello, Larry. Yeah, Ted. Uh, good morning. Morning. Uh, Ted, I heard, I don't know if it's correct news or not, uh, I, I heard that uh, Exxon is borrowing money to pay their dividends. Did you hear that, too? Yeah, yeah. No, the, Most of the majors are. That's not good. Yeah, and the most egregious was, was Shell because the pension funds and everyone – they they pressured Shell into holding the dividend, which I think is just foolish to, to take on debt to pay out a dividend. Something's wrong. Uh, something's strange because I don't think uh, I don't think Exxon's ever borrowed any money to do stuff like that before. Uh, that kind of is disconcerting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look, Exxon, they've got a rock solid balance sheet. Although I will say this: if you look at Exxon closely, their working capital is in pretty bad shape. And the reason is, is because they drag out payments forever and they want to, they want to be paid real quickly. And so their debt levels, if you really look at it closely, their long-term debt isn't completely indicative of their debt levels, but yeah, I mean, they, they are very conservative. Look, uh, the, you know, they're still underwater on their XTO uh, purchase. I mean, they, I mean, they paid the equivalent of four or $5 per MCF natural gas prices for XTO back, back a few years back yeah but they, uh, and, they, go ahead yeah you know, and and you know natural gas is is having a difficult time trying to get over three dollars so. yeah i think that gave them a platform to operate in the united states which is kind of i think sort of what they wanted where they could maybe lower their costs it wasn't that good of a, of a deal yeah. uh, but the, here's a good thing about exxon exxon of all the companies really tries to, to get the, the highest return on equity other projects and where that really pays off big time is when all prices collapse because then your stuff is going to be the last stuff that, that becomes unprofitable. And so overall, they're in very good shape. Uh, I don't like the trend of all of the companies borrowing right now. I, I really, I, I'm really of the opinion when you get a 50% collapse of your commodity prices, I, I think a prudent management decision is to cut the dividend. And I know I know all these company people depend on the dividends, but – you have to manage a company over the long term, and just to be on the safe side. Well, I don't. I, I don't think it's good. I, I don't think it's good. Uh, I mean, near term for the stock. How about Chevron? Are they doing the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. I, I like Chevron. What What worries me about Chevron is how profitable are these gas projects going to be because so many of these projects are coming on stream. Yeah. Uh, there's, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I don't see any reason why oil prices are up. I think it's a lot, to, a lot of speculation on Wall Street. I don't know what's going on here. It doesn't things don't make any sense there in that industry right now. Yeah, look, so. uh, I think the oil price is reasonably set. I think the stock prices are really ahead of themselves right now. I mean, I think people are really hoping. And, and look, if oil starts going up and finishes up the year at sixty, sixty-five dollars, and they're pretty price and they'll go higher but they're if oil's going to be here at 45 or 47 dollars 
I think these oil stocks are really ahead of themselves right now. Well, I answered speculation about the uh, uh, Saudi Arabia's meeting in September and all of that business. Information I have is that there's going to be no deal. There's there's going to be no deal. Yeah, it's kind of tough to see how it happens with the Iranians sitting out there trying to ramp up production on them. We thank you for your uh, your help every week. Thank you. Yeah, sure thing. I enjoyed. Thank good good questions, Larry. Larry had some good good, good intel there. And in, yeah, in, I mean that's what we're dealing with with oil. It's uh, it's it's just tough right now. All right, tell you what, we're coming up on a quick break. If you got any questions or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. For me, it was the big S-Class from the 90s. Beautiful. My friend's dad had one. The SL. All of the SLs. I've been watching those since I was a kid. I think the 1971 SE was the first Mercedes that just blew me away. Everyone remembers the first time they saw one and the day they began to long for a Mercedes-Benz of their own. Well, that day may be a lot closer than you think. With a certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz, you can experience the luxury and safety Mercedes-Benz is famous for at a price you can afford. Beautiful SUVs, sedans, coupes, and convertibles that are factory certified and covered by an unlimited mileage warranty for up to three years, so you can drive without a worry for as far as you like. And during the certified pre-owned sales event, now through August 31st, you can receive two years of complimentary prepaid maintenance and 0.99% APR financing on select models, available through Mercedes-Benz Financial Services. You've waited long enough. See your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer for complete details and limitations on certified pre-owned warranties. APR offer available only to qualified customers. Call 1-800-FOR-MERCEDES for details about costs and terms. Full Armor Firearms is a sponsor of Dinesh D'Souza at HBQ, August 23rd. Hey, y'all. James Hill and Full Armor Firearms. Gunsmithing. Yes, we do it. If you dream it, we can build it. Anything at Full Armor Firearms. Our website's fullarmorfirearms.com. Tickets are going fast for an evening with Dinesh D'Souza, Tuesday, August 23rd at HBU. Get your tickets now at am1070theanswer.com. am1070theanswer.com. With AM1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. We're just talking about oil prices. Uh, how we, you know, I feel like the oil stocks are a little ahead of themselves. It's been, a, you know, I really, at $50, a lot of the oil companies were pretty reasonably comfortable. I really thought you were going to see some more hiring. When it when it's at forty three or so today, that's spooking a lot of people again, and and so it's just tough right now here in Houston. The uh, 
you know, I we'll, we'll get through this. It just takes some time. Let's take let's take a call from Tom. Hello, Tom. Hello, Ted. How are you? Great. Thank you. I've got two uh, kind of unrelated questions here. The first is a simple one. I discovered that, you know, we I'm, I'm familiar with 401ks, but I discovered one of my wife's plans is actually a 403b, and I checked it on the internet. And it sounds like, you know, I understand 403Bs is for nonprofits. Is there any small print that I need to understand? I mean, as far as distribution rules or rollover rules or for that, is the, are those two pretty much the same? Yeah, they're, they're pretty similar. In some cases, sometimes there isn't depending on the, the, the uh, entity that, that she works for. You have to kind of look at that. That you have to ask over there what 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 it is over there. But typically they're the same. You get the same deductions. You get the same tax free growth. You can roll them over. Uh, it's it's kind of the same type of thing. Okay. Well, I was curious about that. I've never paid attention to the four hundred three bs because I didn't even realize we had one until recently. Yeah, it, I tell you what, the four hundred three. I've dealt with four hundred one k's for years, and we always kind of generically talk about four hundred four hundred one k's, but. Uh, like I said, I just didn't understand if there were some uh, minute differences from from our viewpoint, other than understanding that it's for nonprofits. Yeah, that that's pretty much what 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 the difference is, the the main difference. And uh, you know, it's uh, but it's the same. It, you get the same power that you get in the four hundred three b. Okay, terrific. I'd like to come back to your comments about gold and silver. I, uh, you know, that was a revelation about the tax treatment. I had never understood that. I uh, wanted to get your comments a little bit more. If, you know, and I keep a small portion of the portfolio in gold and silver, you know, just for diversification. But I've tended towards the ETFs just because I don't want to mess with coins and bullion. But from yeah. a risk standpoint or even, like you say, I mean, if we, you know, heading towards a, maybe a cutback in that, do you differentiate or is there a preference to ETFs versus the bullion and coins versus the miners? Or could you comment a little bit on maybe the pros and cons of each? Uh, is, is for a, a move in the market, a correction? or? Yeah, I mean, just I guess in general, holding one versus the other. I mean, the ETF is very easy to hold, but for instance, if we do have a correction or maybe a bounce back, like you said later on when we get into this financial issue, um, is it safer to, for instance, hold the actual entity versus an ETF, or does it matter much? Yeah, okay. Right, I tell you, right here, the gold stocks and silver stocks have had a big run. So I think if I had to make some investments right here, I'd feel more comfortable in the gold or silver ETFs because the physical metal hasn't moved up as much as the stocks. Because uh, the investors have poured back into the sector and really pushed the stocks up pretty aggressively. Uh as far as the bullion, I I think you should have maybe two percent of your net worth, or a little more, two or three percent in gold coins or silver coins, it, it just in a in a safety deposit box or somewhere like that, just for an emergency. It, in in beyond that, uh, I, I think you're better off in ETFs or stocks uh, because they're much easier to get move in and out of, uh, and and you're gonna. Now, some people will own the, the the gold or silver in their IRA, but the problem is the government, in a way, views the IRA as – in the 401ks as somewhat their property. Your names are on it. They're not likely to touch it, but if they ever if they ever want to take up gold in, in there, they could, they could convert the gold. It's much easier for them to make an excuse to take the gold in an IRA and give you bonds or give you an ETF instead than it is in, in, in a regular account. And, and okay. so that's so. So in an IRA, I like the idea of owning the the 
ETFs in stocks. Uh, and right now, I, I think the bullion and the ETFs are the better play than the stocks because they had a big run up. Okay. Well, very good. I'll echo the previous callers. We really, really appreciate uh, you know what you do on this show. I always enjoy listening to you. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, we try to bring the information to you and, and sometimes get a little ahead of the information, what I like to do, but you know, we'll see. Well, you have a good way of you know simplifying us for us neophytes here, and uh, not many people do that, so I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks so Tom. I appreciate that. Okay, you, you know, it, we we actually have some. We've had some top strategists in the Wall Street get our newsletter because of that. I mean, we take complicated issues, but we 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 bring some pretty heavy duty stuff and try to make it simple. the The other thing with with the uh, with the gold and silver stocks right here, uh, the, the one the ETFs SLV we like, GLD we like. There's there's other ones as well. The nice thing about the ETFs is you really got a lot of liquidity. And in most uh, for our clients, we're trading at seven ninety five a trade. So we're not – we can get in and out of things pretty quickly and very cheaply. So that's the advantage. Whereas if you own the bullion, it's much more costly to get in and out of. In many many cases nowadays, these the, – these, a lot of people realize this, the websites for gold and silver, if you buy gold or silver coins, sometimes it takes 60 days to get, get the, the gold and silver in. There's kind of a shortage of the physical out there. Uh, I wanted to touch base on the – uh, IRA beneficiary form. This is something that that you really need to concentrate on. Uh, we got to check some beneficiary forms Monday morning, uh, and but you want to always make sure that that we've had clients with us for you know twenty twenty five years. Things change over time. We've got lots of clients with us five, ten years, and things change. People get married. They get divorced. They have kids. They have another kid. It, and you understand it's important to, uh, to to make sure your IRA beneficiary forms or your 401K beneficiary forms are updated. A lot of people don't realize this. Your, benef- your beneficiary forms on your IRA that you sign up at T- – we use TD Ameritrade. At TD Ameritrade, those those beneficiaries – and it's the same with the Schwab or these other places as well or Merrill Lynch. Those forms you sign supersede the will. That Those things, you can sit there and, and go – your will could go through pay, probate for a decade going back and forth. You know, something happens to you, uh, Merrill Lynch or TD Ameritrade, they're going to sit there and uh, – they're they're going to get everything taken care of within 60, 60 days or less. You know, they're going to go buy the beneficiary form unless specifically stated in that beneficiary form. So this is a very important form to make sure you have up to date. Uh, if uh, you know, if you've got uh, three kids and you had two of them when you filled out the form, and the other one comes along and something happens to you and your wife, you know, and you forgot to put the other child on, too bad, so sad. And so, so make sure your beneficiary forms are up to date. That's sort of our estate tax t- tip of the day, if I can pronounce that. I'm having real problems here today with this. A uh, couple things we, we've been analyzing. We're doing some analyze some work on the differences of Hillary and and. Uh, in Donald Trump, and and to listen to, to the media, oh my God! I mean, if I listed uh, what happens if Donald Trump is president, it would read like this. Let me see: uh, de- immediately deport thirteen to twenty million illegal aliens, build wall, launch nuclear war, uh, collapse U.S. economy, consumers stop spending, 
all 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 uh, capital spending halts immediately. I, it, I mean, by the end of it, I'm sure someone from the the, the East Coast media is going to predict an alien invasion if Donald Trump gets elected president. I mean, I have never seen. I watch politics for years. I have never seen anything like it. It, but sitting back and really taking a hard look at at a couple things that happened. Look. Donald Trump has got Chris Christie, he's got uh, Duke Gingrich, he's got all these people. They're putting Chris Christie's in charge of the transition team. They're putting together a team of people. We've seen his economic policies, we've seen his economic board. He's going to have other boards, groups. You're going to see more policies come out. Same with Hillary Clinton. I, I heard someone say Hillary Clinton's got libraries full of position papers. So, what's going to happen if each one of them gets to be elected? I think if Hillary is is reelected, I think it's pretty much business as usual. I think it's a continued slowdown in capital spending. I think it's going to be the same just humdrum economy that goes nowhere. If Trump gets elected, I think there's a real chance the U.S. economy could really take off and kind of get somewhat of a renaissance. Here's the problem, though. This trade thing is a big deal, and it could—you're going to see— a number of people I, I think the reason why he picks on Mexico a lot is Mexico is kind of a smaller country and and he really is going to probably try to target Mexico. He doesn't really want to target China. He's going to get somewhat tough with China, but they don't really want to spark a trade war with China. China, the danger is China acts preemptively in a trade war with us, which they're very likely to do. And so that that could be could be a problem and, and that it's likely to manifest itself in in the form of higher interest rates, a, a surge in gold prices, and and volatility in in the in the in the stock markets around the world or or somewhere else. So this trade friction is 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 kind of the danger. But it's sort of it's kind of like now people say, well, he could start a trade war. Well, look, you've got to somehow we've got to somehow solve these trade problems, and it's going to cause some friction. It's sort of like in World War II. Should the U.S. go after Germany and Hitler? Well, no, because we don't want to have a problem over here. Well, eventually you're going to have to sit there and, and bite the bullet and go over there and get the job done, regardless of, of what the consequence. It's going to take some toughness initially, but then in the end we come out way ahead. The same thing with Trump. So Trump could be good for capital spending in the United States. He's going to be very good for infrastructure in the United States. It's going to lead to volatility. It's going to lead to a possible trade war, and that's what the danger is. Is And so the key to understand with Donald Trump is Donald Trump didn't put together China's policies. Donald Trump's not the guy that's been kicking U.S. companies out of China and halting and stealing U.S. technology and in, in, in setting rules and regulations so it's impossible for U.S. companies to succeed in China. That was China doing that. I mean, so you can't blame the messenger for, for the problem. And, and so, but, so I think I think you're going to look at volatility either way it goes. I think you're going to see a lot of volatility going into this election. People forget in 2008, that was an election. And as that election came closer, the volatility skyrocketed. You know, people forget about that. They think it was all an economic crisis. But remember, who would, Barack Hussein Obama was being elected. You know, people. a lot of people forget we had an economic crisis. And so no one ever gave any thought at all that maybe possibly the financial system was panicking because they were letting a radical community organizer who's an Islamist 
become president. It never thought any, no one really looked at that because they were all looking at what was happening with Lehman Brothers and everything. So I think you're going to see more volatility. So more volatility either way, more volatility with Trump, possibly a much bigger payoff for the U.S. economy and the American people down the way. That So that's kind of what we're dealing with with, with, with Trump. So understand we have some things going. Now, in any election I've ever seen, including Ronald Reagan trouncing, uh, who's it, Mondale? Wasn't it Mondale? Reagan ran against Mondale, right? I think so. Yeah, so. Well, they thought Reagan wasn't going to win. It was a landslide for Reagan. They're going to make this seem like a horse race no matter what happens. So you're going to see a lot of volatility in the market. So understand volatility. The big winners we're looking at right now are probably infrastructure plays. If rates start moving up, the banking system, the bankers in the United States only, the rest of the world's banks are in very severe trouble, extreme trouble in, in Europe. Uh, some of those other things. Oh, we're running out of time. Tell you what, if you've got any questions, uh, comments, you just go to our website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com. And you can sign up for our free newsletter or sign up with the meeting with me. If you need some help with your 401k, your IRA rollover, get, uh, just go to maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.